Number car, just to see to. if you can snatch somebody up. Yeah, Yo, just just on some random hilarious. number, hilarious type of type of grab type stuff. Well, I don't want to ruin your day, but yeah, I don't want to ruin your day. I just want to let you know. <laughs> That's what he said. I don't want to ruin your day. I want to ruin your day. I just want to let you know. <laughs> well, can, we, can we tell the listeners what we what has transpired this Yo. morning? Yo. Welcome to the More Watts Podcast. We're in Trek Summit. Here, so shout out to Trek. Shout out to Mike for always being available to open a store for us. Shout out facts. to Brian Big facts, yeah. for, for being so supportive of what we're doing and making sure Mike can be here and available to, to open up for us. So we're in Summit, New Jersey right now. And on the ride in, you know, we always chit-chat before we start. And as I was pulling up to the store, I was pulled over by a cop. Yeah. Mind you, I'm on a residential street. I'm not the only car on the street. Pulls me over and he goes, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin your day. I just want to let you know. And I'm like, oh, here we go. You was doing 55 in a 50. Bro, he, he said that I was doing 32 <laughs> in a 25. And I'm thinking to my, I didn't say anything. I just smiled. But I'm thinking to myself, there were two cars ahead of me and two cars behind me. How did you pick me out? It's not like I was on the road by myself. You know what I mean? You know what it was? It was the Black Watts sweatshirt. The Black <laughs> Watts sweatshirt. That's, it had to be. He knew I was Black Watts. And that's why Filling I pulled quotas me out. out here. Nah, but he just pulled over another lady. And she, well, else. she looked like she was Latinx. So I don't know if there's some profiling going on or whatnot. He's still outside right now. Yeah, he's, he's still outside the store. But I mean, he, he <laughs> definitely let her go. He hit her with the same thing that he hit me with. <laughs> which was? Which was. I don't want to ruin your day. I just want to let you know. <laughs> so, and it's, it's bad odds. So I'm wondering if he's doing like a car count or something like that. Like every fifth car, every 10th car or something like that. Just run the place to see what's up. That's crazy. Yeah, Yo, yeah. remember last, last year, the whole, like the kids were popping wheelies. Yes. All right. And they, where was that? They got a ticket and uh, was that Bayonne? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Bayonne, yeah. Mm -hmm. Bayonne, New Jersey. That's crazy. I never thought in a million years that, you would bother some kids over popping wheelies, regardless if they were swerving across double lines. I'm trying to remember what exactly. Yeah, no, it I, was I, strange. No. What exactly was the ordinance, or like what did they break? I can't. In that town, if I if I remember correctly, in that town specifically, you must like stay on the right side of the street. And there were some other sort of like things happening with yeah. the laws that those kids quote-unquote, were violating, whatever. I'm not going to get into the minutia of it, but they're kids. Yeah, they're definitely we're, kids. Like, we're arresting kids for being on bikes? <laughs> yeah, they were about to take little man in. I mean, he was, he was talking. He was standing his ground, man, like, you know, pleading his case or letting him know exactly what was going yeah, on. Yeah, but it's just, it just gets odd, right? Uh, like, when you're like, yo, we're doing wheelies right now. Right. I mean, if they if they if there were, like, 10 of them and they're being a traffic nuisance, maybe they just give them a warning and be like, hey, hey. You know, go to a side street and do your wheelies. Don't do it yeah. on the main road or, you know, but that's what community policing, though, is, right? Or yep. at least being community members, I should say, which is to say, you know, you, you understand the dynamics and the kids in the community and the people in the community. So it's easier for you to kind of pull up and just say, hey, not not on this street, right. go over by X, that's Y, and Z. All and it, it takes is right. like being present in your community. I want to be able to know your name as an officer. Yes. Like, Officer 
Dan. Right. Yo, Officer Dan. <laughs> hey, Chad. Right. Just want to let you know, man, you can't pop wheelies over here. I know you guys are having some fun. I want you to be careful. I don't want anyone to get hurt. So if you could, right. you know, like right. something. Right. And, like, and even if the few of the kids get a little spicy and pop off, they're still kids. They're still kids. They're still kids at the end of the day, you know? And that's yeah. when it's like, you know, back in the day, it'd be like, who's your, where are your parents? Yes. Yeah. Or, I know Miss Dorothy don't know you out here doing this. Y'all right. want me to go down and tell Miss exactly. Dorothy that you out here acting a fool, Chris. And, you, and you'd be more shook of Miss Dorothy than that cop. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. what happens to that? Exactly. I, man, I, I mean, definitely the technology, I think, has, has, has been something that's been huge because... I mean, I'm the eldest of five, and my younger siblings are maybe 12 or 13. My youngest is like 12 or 13 years younger than me. So when I, I came in with Nintendo, mm -hmm. right, I was <laughs> after Atari and Commodore 64. I was in heavy with the Nintendo in middle school, and then, you know, we played that. And then my brothers were on the Genesis. My youngest brother was Shucks. I think he was PlayStation, when you know? So mm -hmm. gaming definitely boosted, so more of them were inside playing games. And then oh. social media hit him. We were so out. We was outside. We were so outside, Boy, man. We was outside. Especially man. for those of us that are in, you know, that are in the cities, right? Street lights, you know, like you just that was your sign that it's time to make it back around. And it's just, I don't know. Like, especially on my block where I grew up in DC. Well, like four or five blocks, everybody knew each other. Yeah. You know, yeah, everybody's sure. kid went to the school. We knew whose mama would pop off if they said something in school. Like, you don't want your mother coming up here. You know right. she's going to smack you in the face. Oh, yeah. Don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. Don't want to be on that Summer Jam screen because she about to come. Miss Watson don't play. Yeah. I'm trying to think of legitimately how many hours of the day did my mom have no idea where I was at. She's good. You know, yes. She understand you just outside. But she, if she was, they, they was like, yo, where is he? Yo, I mean, I know he's around somewhere, yes. but, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I know he's Where? good. Like outside, like we after you came home from school and then you went outside. Yeah, nah. My grandmother raised me. She didn't know where I was, but was, she knew I was good. Yeah, but you know, like you heard your name. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> at a certain age, right? Like you, you needed to be an earshot of that of that call. Yeah. Yes. No matter how loud that football game, basketball game got, you heard your name. Yes. Oh, if you didn't hear somebody, yo, your mama calling you. Yep. Your mama. <laughs> your mama calling you. Yeah. Yes. That's totally different. That's the, that's the crazy thing is now that's completely changed. The kids are no longer outside. But the beauty of what I'm seeing now with the kids that are on these bikes, because when you in Harlem and you, you oh, they get in Manhattan busy, yeah. and they popping wheelies, it's a beautiful thing to see. It is. It is, man. Like It's so dope. You wheelie know, like, culture is real. Yeah, like... See these kids literally willy from a hundred and I don't know twenty fifth all the way down to Midtown. Right, <laughs> word. You know, on like the same wheelie on the same wheel. Like to see these kids like take off the front wheel and still rock. Yeah, and, and still rock. It's it's almost like yo, there's a buttoning sort of like sport happening in that, and no one's sort of like it's that subculture. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, like no one's sort of like brought it to to light like these kids are that's a talent that is yeah. a talent that's a talent and then you know i love how they trick out their bikes right like 
the tires would be yellow yeah. or you know what I mean like they really you know I love the color so they really go colorful on it right and it's it's so different because you wouldn't think I mean some of the kids are so small too and they're yeah, little it's like yo how are you the bike bigger than you but it's just that balance man and the mm-hmm. way the balance of the, the of the bike is just makes it I guess easier for them to wheelie like that yeah so it's for me I'm thinking like man how do we how do we make this a an opportunity for these kids to like really flourish in, in doing what they love to do right now you know, like taking it to the next level. Like as, at one point, BMXing was sort of that thing for, for, for bikes. And now I feel like this is the, the next coming of age. Right, right. Yeah, BMX was that alternative right. thing to cycling. It was very much a, a young person's thing, and it was heavy. Yeah. You couldn't right. tell me I wasn't going to be a professional. What? BMX, <laughs> right, bro? What? Bro, did you have a, you have a gyro on your joint, I so your a, joint spun all around? I had the mongoose joint with the pegs in the back. So, yeah. One in the front so I could get my little, you know what I mean? But as far as, like, we we, we used to be on the trails. Like, these kids are in the, in the, in the city, in the streets, and... It's a whole different game, and they're just way more technical. It's it's crazy to see, but yeah, we used to be in the trails. I swear I was gonna be professional. I'm telling you, man. I thought I really was, man. And there was so much content too, and it's crazy because we are overwhelmed with content now. But back then, like I used to watch Rad. There were so many movies yeah. that I was watching, kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yo, go check out Rad. It's a crazy BMX movie. But I was so on it, like Tony Hawk and them on the skateboards. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah. That was that was good times. Oh yeah, the sport has definitely evolved. And then X Games came about through MTV. MTV used to pump the X Games heavy. Yeah. Wow, man, like that was. Oh, I was already, I was retired from the BMX days after before that shit. I told you I tried to do a bunny hop last last time I was on my bike, and that did not work out so well for me. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Nigel, Nigel Sylvester and all those cats that are still holding down the culture. You know. Yeah, I mean, I forgot how. How you can really get hurt on a BMX bike? Word, word. Snap something. Pop your like, shin real good too. Let me take my ass back to this road bike, <laughs> man. Yo, you ever um, you know what I'm saying? Because you know we clipped in, but on the BMX pedals, you step on a pedal wrong and that shit say, and yes, come back and back smack that chin. shin bone. Yeah. Woo! Ah man, so it like yes, that's a di- uh, it's different. I I respect them. I um I want to see like the the kids that are in Harlem and and. I, more than just that, because they're it's really big in Baltimore too, like super big to the point where they um, they have laws against it. And um, and I know like Meek with the kids on the on the actual dirt bikes, mm-hmm. um, he was trying to make changes as well. But it's just a, a big subculture anyway. But like seeing it become not mainstream, but where they can put that into a bigger pot and mix that up, like that would be dope. I'm not sure how that goes down, but I would like to see that shit for real. Yeah, let these kids make some money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they try though. I mean, you know, I don't. I follow a few of them on IG and on TikTok. They try though. You know, like they 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 definitely. Few of them have a few hundred thousand followers. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's some some real kids out here that that have a following on social. But again, it's like they're that subculture. You know. Yeah. Right. I wonder if if there are any bike brands that are supporting these kids. You know, to to get them the the proper equipment and supplies to continue showcasing their bikes. Think about it. Bro, that that's, is free marketing. Bro, that's, <laughs> that's like survey says. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that is free marketing. These kids are literally on their bikes all day up and down the streets. Yeah. And other kids who may be younger are seeing what they're doing. They're like, I want to do that too. Right. That's and, free marketing. And, and a lot of them, like the way the bike culture works, right? Like, so they'll start there 
and then maybe they'll transition to a fixie because it's still that mm. same kind yeah. of rough raw kind of situation when you when you pop onto a fixie you know especially in the city especially in the city right in the inner city and then from there maybe they'll go to road but yeah i can see them seeing road as being like this posh hoity-toity type of bike riding right like if you go from wheelie <laughs> then you're on a robo gig yeah. you gotta have a five thousand dollar bike like yo, yo my well, bike is two hundred dollars and i'm out here getting it in that was that was the thing for me because i had a fixie before a road bike and i didn't feel like the road bike was cool enough interesting you right know, right like, yeah because the old people like us on them yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah. i didn't feel like it was cool enough and i feel like that's the disconnect for a lot of brands with road bikes is you know all the pictures you see are the the, the smiling faces and yes you know and it's like yeah. no if you know and i think that's what i appreciate about like what legion is doing specifically Corey and Justin with the gold chains and everything's, you know, like got the flash. It's part of our, our culture, right? It's like, yeah, like this is who we are. You know, like this is, this is who we are. We love chains. We, we, we have tattoos. We like, uh, you know, our kits are different now. Mm -hmm. Like this is just who we are as a culture. And that's what's closing the gap between like, the road bikes and the fixies is like you could be on a road bike and still look like you're on a fixie yes yeah. word word and also you know like that that fixie that fixie subculture is is vicious man like those cats they have on, a live they make a living like that too like it's for the messengers just, and yeah, stuff but i'm just saying like how they dress right like their dress is very you know what we what we consider like urban street style like they they'll have on whatever jeans that they're rocking roll them joints up right clip in and be rocking like yeah. straight up hoodies sweatshirts it doesn't matter they they riding you know like yeah. like they're walking down the street yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like it's like straight up yeah you know the dude at the at, when we were at the raffle event he kind of came in a little bit late and he was on a a, a gravel bike but the rest of his attire was fire. Yes. Yes. He yes. still had on his, his clipping shoes. He had on jeans. They were rolled up. <laughs> the jacket was fire. He came in looking fresh. I was yes. like, damn, like if I lived in the city, this That's is that city shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, this is how yeah. I would get down. And, yeah. You know, like if there's if there's an opportunity there to connect, like making the off bike apparel and the on bike apparel look pretty fly, you know, like That's it. That's definitely it. And and with Fixies. You know, you go from wheelie in to fixies to road to gravel and all the different genres. The cool thing about fixies, I've always found, even though I never rode one, but it's like, it's just a bike to kind of get you from here to there. It's a bike that you can roll up with your friends with. And you, I don't, when you're on the, I don't know this, but I, I never felt like you get on your fixie to be like, I'm going to do a 20 mile ride. You just get on your fixie to hang and do whatever it is you're about to do. Yeah. You know, but it's not like you have a, a distance that, you know, like you're not going out with a distance in mind or particular destination. Yeah. Know? Some people do boogie yeah. 20 plus miles on the fixie. I know, shout out uh, Corey from Brothers United. He, when I first met him, he was on a fixie. Yeah. So he was road biking on a fixie? Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. See, that's that versatility of that bike. <laughs> yeah. Now, nah, most people be on some, like, it's a, you're on a mission. Like I gotta get to. I'm in Brooklyn. I'm trying to get. Yeah, to home. Like I'm saying, like go. you're going from like, A to B, right? Yeah. Right. Which is so crazy because if you're on a mission, I still feel like the road bike is better than a fixie. It's, it's a lot of parts. <laughs> it is the road bike. I mean, think about it. You just have your front chain ring. You have a single cassette. 
and no brakes. You're in one gear all mm. the time. But you get used to it, bro. The quads, the hamstrings, man. Calves and joints get strong. I don't know. Like, out. Now that I'm on a road bike, I mean, I would still, you know, be interested in a pixie today, but I don't even know the bike. But you don't need another bike. <laughs> Just one gear? Even if yeah. I was in a flat cert, like I lived in a flat area, one gear, I would get bored so quickly. Mm. And you hit that traffic and you'd be like, oh shit, I cannot stop. Yeah. Yes. Like I gotta stop my young man. Yes, you gotta stop skip yourself. Stop. What? That they do hit that, that skip stop. I'm not gonna be stop. bored. You go. <laughs> take your foot I mean, see, what you you see fixies to road bikes is like that's that tech that, that technology, right? Like that mechanical advantage you get from all your gears. So that's what you're thinking about. Like, why would I give up right. my ability to do that? Whereas a fixie person is probably like, I don't need any of that. Yeah. Like I got my gear, but I'm I good. And I, they'll, they'll probably challenge you. Like, I'll body you still. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, son, when we um we were doing the um the Wednesday night watch um out of 96th Street, going through the park. I can't remember son's name, but he came through. He Won a oh, couple yeah, of yeah, championships, yeah. I suppose. I think he said at least oh, races. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was on a fix. He definitely he was, was keeping up with us. And when yeah. we were going up like um, like Harlem Hill or whatever, I'm thinking like, nah, he's done. And let no you know sorry. about Harlem Hill. Harlem Hill is probably probably yeah. like a mile, three fourths to a mile. Average grade is about six to six and a half percent. It's pretty tough. It's pretty. And, tough. and it has risers in it, so yeah, it may yeah. start off at like five, pop you to twelve, come back down to four. Like yeah, it'll smack you. Yeah, for something like to kill that on the on the. On a one, not even a one by. Son, just had just one gear. <laughs> That's it. One just gear. Just one gear. He murdered that. So, but he said his legs. Was, he said he was like, "Yo, my legs are kind of because we because we were kind of getting it that day." Yeah. yeah. So and we did like three laps. So that second lap, yeah, he felt ah, it. He felt it. That third lap, not so much. <laughs> he he wasn't banging it on that third lap. Yeah, that's the thing though. Like with the fixed gear, at some point, depending on the terrain, it's it's gonna hurt you. Yeah. And plus, when you're going downhill. That's it. You spinning yeah. out. You spinning out. But I actually asked him that because you know you go up Harlem Hill, then you know you go down, or when you're approaching Harlem Hill over by the swimming pools, like when you yep. come down, yeah. and you're about to approach. You guess you get speed, bro. Like like I've gotten 35, 38, maybe even close to forty coming down there. You gotta be careful how you take that corner coming around that pool. He so. was like, he said that he can spin his legs up to one hundred and thirty five. 140 RPM. You're going to have to. Yeah. You don't have or a choice. You don't have a choice. Like, yeah, right. You, you kind of don't have a choice. And if you take your feet off. It's over with. It's over because it's not like you can put them back on. <laughs> no. <laughs> not until you hit all of them. <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> You're just out there looking crazy. Yeah, that's a whole different monster for I me. I call like. it visual. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're, just like You're just out there. Yo, remember uh, when that's how Chad had that accident. I don't want to bring that up. Oh, I don't want to spend too much time on it. That lady. When we were coming across the Tappan Zee Bridge. I was so dangerous. Cuomo Bridge, yeah. She took off. Bro, all thing she didn't do was take her hands off the handlebars. That's we it. laughed about that, but think about it. Because on those bridges, like when you, um, uh, what's it? Yeah, I know it's Tappan Zee. Oh, it's Cuomo. Yeah, Mario Cuomo. So there's a, there's a lane coming, lane going. And then that lane is split in half for pedestrians on foot and then yep. some on bike. So it's really just one lane and then that's cut in half. So when you're coming out the park, and we you're going like, up there like 15 to 20 and <laughs> the lady easy, came through easy and that, she, we weren't even riding hard and we nah, were in like 20 and she got so scared i don't know why but like it was oncoming she was just supposed to go past us we stayed to the right she got so scared she threw her legs out like if she could have clipped either person beside <laughs> it would have been a mess i'm like and then we looked back and was like yo we was like oh the lady got shagged <laughs> yo, yo she got him someone was missing yeah he was missing oh man he was missing. yeah Yo, but one thing I, I want to talk about today are bike clubs. 
Yes. Yeah. I want to talk about bike clubs. That's us. That's yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Bike clubs and bike brands, right? Yes. Like whether you're you're trying to start a bike club or you're trying to start a, a brand that's gonna be you know around like cycling. Mm. I want to talk about that today because you know like what over the last what two years that we've been doing this, you know, like we've come across a lot of bike clubs. Yeah. And what we're starting to realize is everyone's goals and initiatives are a little different. And you're like, did you all just get together because you wanted to cycle or are you trying to like make some money or are you trying mm. to race? Like, what are your goals? And I'm, I'm thinking it'd be great for us to just talk to the, to the people and, you know, help them understand. Like if they're trying to start one, like what that looks like, what that looks like, yeah. because what I'm starting to realize is a lot of the, the folks that we talk to, they kind of appreciate what we've established in such a short period of time. And we appreciate you guys acknowledging that. So I just want to, Drop some gems. Yeah. It's pretty nuanced. I, I like that. Like what you were just saying, like everybody's goals appears to be different. And uh, we definitely have affiliations or just genuine friendships with people that are in local clubs here, mm-hmm. other states, across the country, what have you. And yeah, when you look, when you dive deeper, you'll be like, yeah, these guys are, or men and women, their goal is such and such, or their, their whole culture, like what they're about is racing or just riding or like they, they really get after it or, you know, some people are just together because their particular bike club has a mission for just strictly community service or, you know what I mean? Gathering people together. So everybody is different. I think sometimes that's organic. It just, you know what I mean? That forms or sometimes you set out like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. We want to do this. So I, I, I'm not saying that's the first step, but if you decide on that or you figure out where you want to go, then that's, that's a good beginning right there. Yeah. Cause if you're looking to sell some merch, Build an entire lifestyle, probably the best approach would to get an LLC, right? Yeah, of course, business wise. You know, yeah, business yeah. wise. If you're trying to make it a business, because by the way, a lot of bike clubs are nonprofits. Yeah. Yes. Never understood that, by the way, why they're nonprofits. But I mean, I guess because they want to get donations, but are they getting truly getting donations? No, I don't know. There's a benefit. There's obviously there's definitely a benefit to, to to motivate in that way, going that route. But to Chad's point, like, yeah, if you if you're deciding, like, yeah, we want to be in business, we want to regardless of what it is, whether it's Sell merchandise or, or anything, bike components, whatever the case may be. Yeah, that the LLC or something of that nature, S Corp, however you're going to do it, yeah. but you got to set it up that way. Yeah, I noticed a lot of clubs have like presidents yeah. and co chairs. How do y'all feel about that? And we're not asking y'all this question. We, we know clubs that do have that. And then, like, there's no shade if y'all do it, but I'm just curious, like, what are your personal thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I. I think that's just what people fall into, right? Like they, they fall into just this particular bucket where they feel like, all right, this is the way it's supposed to be. You have to have a title. You and 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 I don't want to say title for title's sake, but I we we understand the reason for having leadership, right. people mm-hmm. that, that organize, make sure things get done, like that sort of thing. But sometimes it it gets a little it gets a little crazy, right? Like I feel like I mean, luckily. I haven't come across anybody recently that has been this way, but like where's an ego that's involved, right? Where it's like, I'm the president and you know, like, oh, I'm the CEO. And it's just like, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, just wait for a minute. Like what is happening right here? Right. Like, you know, and I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like sometimes it gets a little out of control and maybe I'm going a little too far down the road on this one, but I feel like it gets a little out of control because 
I feel like people have aspirations to achieve certain things in their life. And not every environment would serve to be that one thing that helps you get there. It right. could be a piece of a larger puzzle that helps you get there. But I feel like, you know, particularly for people that aren't entrepreneurs, right? I find that when they do something entrepreneurial for the first time, it's like mine, 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 me, 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 right? Yeah. right? You know, like I have to be the, the head person and I have to be the face of everything and that sort of thing. Whereas some, some people take a different approach, which is like our approach isn't like that. No, I think um, when it comes to, to those type of roles or, I mean, I, I've seen it with different clubs that, that we affiliate with, but even other ventures that people jump on, um, the whole president thing or just whatever those titles are. I think it comes by way of their, how they got started. Like if you get started with like 20, 30 different people and there's everybody's involved, you may have to chop up, carve up some roles because yes, yes, there's just yes, that yes, many yes, people involved. Yes. So that's necessary. But like each, each situation is different. And uh, for us, I just think it's organic, just the way it you know flows. Like I don't think there's anything uh, stamped, like yeah, it's this this yeah. position or whatever. So that's cool. But if you if you are gonna go down this road, like as far as like putting a club together or or just a group of people that really you know are trying to get after it, even if it's just a, a, in a business sense, yeah, you're gonna have to figure that out. Like where y'all stand and 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 how you want to formulate, how you want to put it together, and whatever's best. Like I I, I dig it. If that's cool for you, that's what's up. But whatever's best for you, for you and your group, yeah. that's what it is. Like, if that creates structure for y'all, do it. Yeah. You know, like, if y'all feel like y'all need a president and an assistant, go ahead and do it. Because what you don't Secretary. Want, secretary, yeah. like, what because what you don't want is chaos. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that will bleed over into the rides. It will, it will. And, and I, I, I believe that if, just in general, I believe structure is important in any organization right um not necessarily it doesn't necessarily even have to be hierarchical of structure right it can right. be all flat everybody can be on the same line but even with the three of us right what i love about how we work together is that we always like when i don't know like i always feel like it doesn't we don't we don't there is no head person right but if i knows more than we know Ock is kind of taking a step out in the front, but it's not like we're like, Ock, you go ahead and you do this. We're right there flanking him left and right side. And then he'll spin around and be like, yo, what you think? Because of this, that, and the third. And then it becomes right back to a brain trust. Right. Yeah, right? yeah. And I think what's super important to know is when you do start this club or this brand, like really like defining the goals. Yes. And the like, and what, what is your, what is your identity? Like once you understand who are you, what is your vision? Yeah, what's your mission? Once you understand all of those things, and then you sort of like get everyone on board. It doesn't matter who it is that's speaking that day. They're always going to be able to talk through the vision, the, the the brand identity, what the goals are. You know, so like you can't you can't like build these things and then just like keep it in a bubble. Mm -hmm. You got to let everyone that's part of the club know here here are the goals. Here's what we're looking to do. So if they're out somewhere or they're at a bar, they can talk to black, like to, for us, like they can talk about black Watts. They know what we're about, what we're looking to do. Doesn't matter if this person has been on like two rides or they've been on all the rides or they are part of the business. 
you know, aspect of it. It should not matter. Yeah. No, that's right. And, and, and I think that, you know, this, the, the organization and, and having that structure and having those goals, it doesn't mean that you can't just be a fun social situation, right? Like, it's not that, it's not that it can't be something that's fun and social and, and we can have a good time with. It has to just make sure that you have something whereby it's everybody understands what we're doing and how we're doing it and why we're doing it and that sort of thing, you know? Right. So right. I, I feel, I legitimately feel like the, the important part of having a structure is like how I got hurt, for example, right? Like I was riding with a group of, a, a group of, of riders and they're, they're obviously a club. They're a great club, you know, like their leadership is are, are great people, but they, you could just ride. Right, right. Right. Like there, there, there was never any instruction before ride. There was because the person that ended up causing the accident was riding wild the entire mm -hmm. ride, like just swerving back and forth, like, you know, spitting in the middle of the peloton. Like it was just and it was inevitable that it was going to happen. It's just unfortunate that it happened to me. But at that moment in time, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't care how simple the, the ride is. Right. We need to have some structure. Right. What happens in the event of because they were like, are you going to sue us? And I was like, no, I'm not going to. I could, you know, I could. <laughs> but, I'm, you know, but I'm I'm not going to sue you. You know, I don't want to take legal action or anything like that. And I think that you can get you can seriously get hurt on your bicycle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like you can get hit by a car. God forbid. You know, you can fall and break your collarbone. God forbid. You know, like there are there, there are things that can happen on your bike where there could be liability for the organization or the group yeah. that hosts or sponsored or even said something about that ride. Yeah, and I think that's what everyone appreciated about our Father's Day ride last year was the, the organization, the structure, although we feel differently. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but you know, you know, when you organize something, you, you can always, when you go back and watch the game film, you're like, ah, yeah. we should have this, ah, we should have yeah. done that. Yes, yes, but, like, everyone really appreciated the organization and the structure of our ride. And I think that's because we sort of like set some clear expectations before the ride. Like, all right, we're going to have some folks in the front, the middle and the back, you know, like, and you kind of have to adjust on the fly. But for us, I want to make sure that we sort of like be clear around like roles and how important they are. So like, Chris, you know, you typically lead our rides. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think you should always have like a ride leader someone that's going to sort of like take on the responsibility of like organizing the rides, explaining how, you know, like how long or how hard this ride might be, you know, um, am I missing anything? No, no, you're right. Yeah. yeah you're delivering right. the instructions at the yeah. top instructions, of the ride. Right. Like, like what sure to expect good. on a ride the did, you know, like just the, the, the basic details right, right. of the ride. Right. And that's not to say you're not involved in anything, any other part. No, of that's business. correct. That's you correct. Know what I'm saying it's just like, He's Coach Chris, so like it makes sense, right? Like yeah. for him to to be the ride leader, you know, you you look for your team for their strengths, right? Yep. 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 So like, yep. Ak is very organizational. He's actually the balance between Chris and yes, I. Yes, Ak is the COO, <laughs> Chief Operating Officer. Mike Man is organized, structured. He. Yo, he is definitively between Chad and I. Yeah. Chad and I can be on two different poles. August right in the middle, like, well, I, I see your point of view, and I see your point of view. How about we try? Like, that's right. That's why you are. Yes, and that, that actually translate translates over into the rides. Yeah. Yes, it does. You yes, know it what does. I'm saying? And so, like, 
I'm, I'm the creative. Yes. So, like, that's yes. all I want to do is create. No, like, and, yeah. and when it, for example, like, you know, like, shout out to Chad for our, our designs, right? Like, he... I, I personally feel, I think Ak agrees that you, you kill the designs oh, for our you. kids, That's you know, course. but Appreciate it. definitively, like I've learned so much about the design process, branding, colors, like, and the importance of having a brand aesthetic, you know, and how that all relates and how it all fits together with your brand voice, Yeah, right? From watching Chad and, and listening to the two of you guys just converse about that sort right. of thing, right? But also... It's not just like I go off in a corner and design. Like, we have a lot of conversations. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, like, find the strengths within your org, your, the group of writers that you have and really play off of those. And that's how you're going to have that really successful club. Yeah. You know, like, if you're not looking to make any money, that's fine. But don't push yourself to do something that isn't your strength. I That's my personal opinion. Your club has to have an identity. Yeah. You know, like, it can be a social, we just have fun, and then every time we we stop, we drink beer. Whatever, like, whatever yeah. it is. Or we just hammer, that's it. We hammer, yeah, we yeah. drop you, that's the pro, that's the focus, and everything in between. But just, just have an identity, because having that identity makes it easier for new riders yeah, when to you, understand, who are you their people, so to speak? You when, know? You, yeah. when you're trying to identify personas and, 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 and grab people, fit with your club like if you didn't do that if you didn't establish what that that culture looks like in your with your own club when you go out to look for new members or new members look to you if they don't see it then you know what i mean like it, it won't be there it'll it'll have to be not necessarily explained but like a lot of people say you know what I mean? like yeah, i don't i don't know those guys ride fast i'm gonna yeah. have to get my practice yeah, up first yeah, like yeah or I mean, imagine your club being called the go fast cycling club <laughs> right and someone pulls up on a motorcycle yeah that's because you didn't clearly identify what it what, what it means to <laughs> right. be a part of the go, go fast, fast club right, right. you know so like those are the, that's what i mean is like if you're if you're gonna brand something do it the right way yeah. you know like if no one in the club designs that's okay go right. find a designer right if that's something that's important to you if that's important to if you. that's something if that's the, important yeah, to you if the aesthetic is important to you then go find a designer every designer doesn't cost a million dollars you know um or if you, if you want someone that specializes in leading rides, they're like, talk to other clubs. I think yeah. that's also yes. important, right? Yes, right. It's like, get with other clubs that are doing things that you may not be doing. And I'm hoping that other club would be welcoming. Yeah, and you know, and it it's so funny, right? Because I feel like sometimes clubs can click up, right? Like, you can't ride with, or you're looked, and maybe that's just a little bubble that we happen to be in. Um, not to say that, we've come across clubs that are like, you can't ride or you're, it's frowned upon for you to ride with another club. But I, I, I do feel there is an undertone though. Oh, of course. You know, it's a seriously strong undercurrent. That's like, you know, if you're riding with another club, but I believe that's what makes cycling great is that it's like to me going to another state or another city yeah. and enjoying what's good and great about that right. city doesn't mean mm -hmm. that you don't love your city anymore or your neighborhood it just means that you appreciate that they have great scones right you know like i love the scones over here they're dope right or their chat is a coffee guy right like their coffee just happens to be fantastic over I here like, i like speaking of that the, the the diversity between the different groups as far as like their output of of like what they do, how they ride, who they ride with, where they go, how far, all of that type of stuff. The fact that it is super different is is enjoyable. 
like if we go link up with this club and we know they're going to like, oh, shit, they're going to do like 70. You know what I mean? It's a, right. Or they're going to try to bust a century or something like that. We know what it is. Or right. a club that's just going to like, let's, let's, let's take an hour and go after it. Or the rides that are just strictly camaraderie-based. Um, shout out Eddie and Mike. Those guys are... They do all. They do everything. So you know what yeah, I mean. Like the like, beer rides, the, the the long rides, the fast rides. So stuff like like the fact that there's big differences between the clubs is dope. So find yours, and you know what I mean. Accentuate that. That's that's the best route. Yeah, and we're and it's crazy because I, I I believe with that undercurrent, right? You got this secondary current that sits on top of it, where it's almost like a sports team culture. Right, like, or a gang, whatever. Yeah, like gang. <laughs> gang, gang, right. Gang. Like, well, I wanted to use sports team, right? Where it's like you're in competition, right? We don't. I mean, I believe in cooperative competition, which is cool if you're competitive, right? Like, so we can go and ride with another club, or two, cl- three, or four clubs can come together and do a ride, and the intention of the ride is to ride fast and just challenge one another all along the ride, and. That's okay too. Yeah. Or it could just be like we're just gonna hang out and play music, right? On our bikes and we're gonna stop and we're gonna linger and we're gonna chat. Like all of that is just as good. But I right. just the 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 the, the sports team the vibe. Gang gang. <laughs> the sports team vibe. To me, I think, and this is and maybe I hope maybe you guys agree, but I just feel like this that vibe sometimes can limit what's possible, particularly for cyclists of color and women who are predominantly not represented in cycling. Right. Right. Like there's a tremendous opportunity to build community because it's always there, but to really make a change and, and, and really expand the reach and breath and wrap our arms around different types of cyclists and different types of cycling. Do you think there is like a definitive line between black cycling clubs and white cycling clubs? Because what I haven't seen is them come together. And do rides. Northeast, where we are, yes. Cali, you know, where culturally it's a little different. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure what it's like out there. So, you know, hit us up in the comments if it's a little different. But, yeah, like we've, even for us, right, like there are people who actually enjoy hanging around us, talking to us, have gone on rides with us. And they're like, yo, we're like, yo, why don't you just join the club? And you're always with us. I can join. I'm, 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 I'm white. We're like, <laughs> wait, what? Yo, I mean, we're not on some EEOC type stuff, you know what I mean? But at the same time, man, we're inclusive to everyone. Yeah. You know? But our focus is community. It's education, right? Like, we have some focal points that drive who we are as a club. And, you know, if you get down with that, then you should definitely be a part of that. Right. If, if, If you're interested in giving back to the community, specifically our community, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. The line is there, though. You see it, like, when we're out. Uh, like, if we go to um, Sterling or uh, go up into to Morristown, we ran into the same white club. Oh, cool yeah. dudes, like, a couple of times, you know what I mean? But yeah. you could tell, like, there's, there's definitely a line that delineates the two. I, I don't know if that's something that's just – it probably is just proximity, just culture, just who you align with. But I don't think there's a barrier – I don't think there's something that right. says no. like, yeah, you right. cannot do no, that. Like, it's not right. a barrier. Right. But so, it's it's not like they're 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 necessarily screaming to yeah, like get a down up. or yeah. you know, I haven't had anyone say, hey, our club, whatever, would love to ride with Black Watts, and they're not even at the social 
writing events. Yeah. Like That's even true. in the my even in Miami when we did pedal with the pros. That was beautiful, by the way. I just yeah. I know we talk about it often. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know for a fact there are you know uh, other bike clubs down there, and they they, they know. Yeah. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, like knowing that, and uh, Justin and CJ and Corey, like their impact on us, obviously. But I mean, cycling at large, knowing their impact there. If you were a club in Miami and you heard that they were showing up, wouldn't you want to like check them out? I would right. want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we were all right. We were in the the bridge to Biscayne Bay, which is, I mean, big down there. It was th- thousands of people going, like, you know what I mean? Going across, like, so I, I know people had to catch wind that they were going to be in town. And that, I don't know, I, 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 in my mind, I would think that more people would clamor to try to get right. in touch with them. Well, but also, like, their, their, their notoriety, most of their notoriety has been with Criterion Racing. And Criterion Racing, while we are attuned to it, there are a lot of people that still think cycling, racing anyway, is Tour de France. Yeah. You know? Right. Or you're in a velodrome, you know, like, track, not those yeah. track type stuff, right? Like, so they don't, they don't, maybe their awareness just isn't there of criterion racing. But what I will say is that if you cycle and you're abreast of just current events, not even like recent current events, but in the last three years, if you've looked at a cycling magazine, you can't miss, you can't miss Justin not being on. Like, homies, press sec- shout out to your press secretary, Justin. I don't know who's yeah. who's doing your your PR, bro, but they got you everywhere, which yeah. is great because your story is fantastic. And, and, you know, you mentioned, you know, Rasan and, and all the other cyclists that came before that whose shoulders you're standing on and making awareness to it. So I don't know, Ock, right? Like, I was thinking that too. I was thinking, man, it's going to be like, 3,000 people here, like, yeah. you know, like just wanting to get a glimpse of these guys. And it's not. And I'm wondering, is it because it ends up being this this racial thing, right? I hate to say it like that, where it's like, you know, he's a black cyclist. Right. And, you know, maybe they don't respect what he does uh, bigger picture for the cycling industry and community at large. Let me ask you a question. Peter Sagan... Mm. Did a pedal with the pros. Who do you think the outcome would be? Oh, bro, everybody, man, mama different. would be there, bro. We would have, <laughs> you know, the local media, like, it would be mad people there. Right. It would be crazy. But see, but Peter races in the Tour de France. And he rode oh, racing, so that's a yeah. big difference. You know? Yeah. You know, like, but when Peter was first jumping off, he came to do the Tour of California to test his medal because he heard that Californians get down like yeah. that tour to California was a real race like and if you want to see if you have anything that it takes to do this style of racing internationally where it's a bigger stage you got to show up at tour to California yeah but still uh, they, they would have came out no, <laughs> either without way a doubt. yeah without a doubt they but I mean but Justin out. doesn't have the same level of global notoriety that Peter has well I, I think um this year uh, I mean, obviously, with the last couple of years, as far as uh, pandemic and all that, changes things. But this year, uh, those guys will be at the Harlem Skyscraper. Yes. Um, June 19th. Right. June 19th, 2022. Yeah. So, and not just them, but, you know, a, a, like a lot of, uh, like, pro cyclists will be there at, at that race. So, we'll we'll see what that type of turnout is going to be and what the draw is and who, like, what type of people and, and what type of personality types are invested in this as far as either 
not just crits, but you know what I mean, just this this local culture. So all the the, the clubs that we know or that we affiliate with, I'm sure will be out there. Um, it's one of those type of events, you know what I mean? It is. It definitely so, is. We'll, we'll see what it, we'll see what what it looks like this yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, even before Homescar Skate, we got our event. Yeah, of yes, course. That's what it is. The day before. June 18th. June 18th. Black Watch Day. Black Watch Day. Come it's check us exciting. out. Exciting. Yeah. We're going to have stuff for the we'll, entire family. The link will be here, here, here. <laughs> Somewhere. Here. Somewhere. Somewhere. The, yeah. the link is on our IG. It's on our, definitely on our Please IG. Please register if you're in the area or if you plan to be in the area. Come to our to come to our ride. It's going to be super fun. You can even search Eventbrite under Black Watts in, in the state of New Jersey. You search for Black Watts in the state of New Jersey, you'll be able to see see our event. So Bing this bong. is good for me to talk about my Coach Chris moment here. Yep. Today I want to talk about comfort. Mm, you know, this is my conversation. Comfort on the bike, right? Because, you know, we talk about all these things as related to bike. Like we started off talking about wheeling. You know, then we talked about, you know, um, folks that are doing fixies versus road, you know, Comfort is the one of the most important things. We've already talked about in the past having the importance of a bike fit and how that helps you get comfortable. Yep. What I want to really stress today are the touch points that ensure your comfort. Your handlebars, your saddle, mm. your pedals. <laughs> Chad recently <laughs> has been undergoing a saddle change, right? Like he has found a saddle that works for him. And Chad, I think you will echo this loudly and say it all the way for the people in the back. Once you find your saddle, you do what? Stay on you that. stay on that saddle. You I don't care how that. many bikes you have. Yep. I, you I will stay buy on the that same saddle. saddle for all gazillion bikes. <laughs> Yo, and, and, and that's important because if your position on the bicycle is going to be the same and all you're doing is maybe getting a different frame, right? Or something like that. Mm -hmm. Unless you're going from, you know, riding a, a, a traditional road bike in the road race position versus the endurance position, you may want to look at a difference of saddle there. Right. Versus if you're on the, with a time trial bike, mm. your saddle will be completely different there. But once you find the saddle that works, not talking about the position of the saddle, but the actual saddle itself, you have to make sure for the position that you're going to be in that it's comfortable. Same thing with your handlebars. Right. Like that handlebar width is important. Yeah. I really style is riding that you're doing. It up. Yeah. 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 It's like once you know your width and you've been riding like somebody brings it in we're talking about centimeters here yeah right you're like whoa this doesn't feel right i don't have the same control and then the lastly is on the pedals one thing that a lot of people don't talk about particularly when you're clipping in is that cleat position on your shoe Facts. when you have flat pedals your foot is free to move into whatever position your knee and hip alignment needs to be in so your body can maximize what it's doing in that moment quote unquote Yes, but when you are clipped in, your foot doesn't have the same lateral movement because it's there, but it can pivot and swivel, right? So it's important to make sure that that, that touch point is really locked in in the same way that your saddle and handlebars are. Because it can affect your knees. Yes. Every your ankle, hips, knee, hips, hips like Achilles. Yes. Your yeah. lower back. Your lower back. Even yeah. even your, your shoulders, yeah. right? Your thoracic spine. You know, because it can really impact your posture yep. for whatever riding position you're in, right? So, for my moment today, comfort. Yeah, important. that's important for me <laughs> because if you're uncomfortable, your your body is compensating in other parts of your body. You know, so without you knowing, yeah, yeah. without you even knowing it until the next day. It's so. a fantastic machine. We can pretty much adjust to just about anything. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the, 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 the cleat position, like 
if you just throw it on. There's plenty of videos. Please look that up, like how to actually either measure with your eye. You can go get fitted and get it done, but if you want to do it yourself, look it up. But if your cleat position is off, you may like, oh shit, my back hurt. And you don't know why. It's because your cleat position is off, so your knee is off, so your hip is off, so your back is off. So yep. all yep. of that's connected. Like yep. try to get that correct. Yep. For real. So those touch points, your feet, your saddle, and your bars. Always think of those three when something is off. Try to figure out within those three what it is. The good news is if it's your saddle, your butt is just gonna hurt. <laughs> it's just you it's just gonna hurt. It's gonna feel uncomfortable. You're gonna feel pressure on your undercarriage in that perineum area. It's just it's just not a good thing because you should not be in pain when you at cycle. All. At all. Uh-huh. You know, you should not try to endure through any pain at all. Yeah. Thank you, Coach Chris. Yeah, yeah, you know, comfort. Comfort <laughs> that goes is important. all the way back to a bike fitting, doesn't it? It does. It ties all the way back. It but does. We didn't dive in specifically on that on the bike fit, but it's something that's a major component of the output of the bike fit. Yeah. 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 And like we said before, your body will adjust as you start to lose weight, as you start to get stronger. So if you've gotten a bike fit maybe a year or two ago, it's probably best to get another one this year. Especially if you've been riding a lot. Yeah, if you've been, been riding, riding a lot. If you're, yeah. if, if you switch bikes, like your the body is a beautiful thing, so don't underestimate it. Cause they'll tell you, like I'll be like, oh, something don't feel right. Chad, <laughs> Chad, Chad will know. It. Yo, this this man knows his body like nobody has ever come across in my life. He'll be like, yeah, it feels like I'm like. He doesn't say centimeters, but in my mind, he's probably calculating like yeah, a third of a centimeter off my hip. But to his credit. Every time he goes back to see our fit coach, shout out Kate. Yeah. Shout out Kate. He's Changes always are made. right. Yeah. Changes are made. He's always <laughs> right. You know, so shout out. For example, right, just so you know how serious it is. So I went from 11 speed to 12 speed. Had no idea that. He's talking about his gearing. My his gearing. gearing my, yeah. My, yeah, my my gearing. So I went from an 11 speed group set to a 12 speed group set. What I did not know is the shifters actually extended what was it further further yeah. out on the 12 speed than 11 speed so while my measurements were fine uh everywhere else my reach had gone out so i'm riding and i'm like yo my back something's wrong yep and we're talking about maybe a half a centimeter here half a centimeter it's not a lot yeah. but the way because he rides so much and his position is so locked in I noticed it. That small difference, I noticed it. That was millimeters. <laughs> Whereas Ak and I, our, our our circle of change is a lot wider than, yeah. than the larger diameter than than Chad's is. So no, I, I wouldn't have noticed that. Yeah, what well, that's uh, that I learned like super early, because uh, I was riding with with these guys in the beginning, and like uh, my wrist would hurt. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I would just catch, and I just I was like, oh yeah, that's probably regular, and I let that go for dumb long. But then, you know, after getting fit and Kate was like, you should feel no pain anywhere. You got pain. It's, there's something wrong. Like, fix that. So yeah. if, if you're riding, your back hurts, butt hurts, your wrist, hands, whatever, anything, anything's numb, like your, your neck, toes, yeah. your, neck your knees, yes. You feel any tingling in your the extremities? Yeah, fix that. Yeah, fix that. Yeah, for real. Because <laughs> that's preventing you from enjoying the bike. Uh, and then at some point, you're not going to want to get on the bike. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. <laughs> so before we break... I want to jump back to the the conversation that we were having about clubs, because one of the things that we talked about was in talking about how to start a club and what you should do. What do you guys think about clubs really joining together? 
Like Transformers? Like Transformers. You come together for something larger than any one singular club can be. Because that transformation, or that joining or com- combination of, of that club could be an increase in numbers, but it could also be an increase in resources, right? Whether that's human resources to help with education and teaching people to ride bikes or just setting up rides, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, or if you have other aspirations off the bike, like how we do our Black Watts Day. Yeah. You know? I think it's, I think it's cool if you want to join forces, you know, like if there's another club out there that has the same goals as Black Watts and they're able to bring additional resources to the table, you know, I would be open to the conversation. You know, it's like a business, Yeah. you know, like you have a startup and then you've got this large corporation and they want to come in and help your startup grow and take it to the next level. If that's what your goals are. If your goals are take it to the next level, then I'm all for it. And, and that, that next level is whatever you've defined it to be. Yeah. Correct. Whatever you define that next level to be. Yes. And because and, I believe that there's so much synergy, right? Some, yeah, there, you know, there's some overlap, but I believe that there are more synergies than overlap and why clubs should be, if nothing else, coming together for single purposes. Yeah. Or just coming together in general because there's so much overlap. Mm-hmm. That club is always riding with this club, right? So, I mean, or the two clubs are always riding together all the time. They might as well just be one club. Right. Right. Uh, I think it's inevitable, actually, um, regardless to, to what the goal is. There's only a certain amount of real estate out here. By real estate, I mean there's, there's only a certain amount of people that, that do this and enjoy this. So, I think <laughs> it's inevitable. No, seriously, I think it's, yeah. it's pretty much inevitable. Also, if you if you do if collaborations are done um, club wise, that's great. But even if you get together like the same way that you know sneaker cultures or fashion does, you know what I'm saying right. like, it's like right. collab up, like bang up, it just makes a greater product. Whether it is content, whether it is just like social gatherings, like that could be fire. Like two groups get together or multiple groups get together and. And even if it, a ride is involved, but there's a, a social, now that we're back outside, like a social aspect that goes along with it, that could be just like super dope. So I think it's inevitable. I think it's going down regardless. Yeah, I, and I think about it like a consortium, right? Like when you think about colleges and universities in, in athletics, right? NCAA, whether we love the organization or not, it, it's still the, the parent quote unquote organization that sets the baseline rules for the all the schools. But then you have conferences yeah, big east uh, you know right and within there those schools talk business about the things that can benefit all of the schools i like that yeah, that schedules are in there. And that's a good yeah example. yeah so like you know having a consortium i don't want to call it a conference but more like a consortium where you know the club leaders if you want to call it that can come together and talk about what'll be good for the collective and how can we move collectively to reach goal x goal y whatever that may be right yeah because it's like at some point there's going to be too many clubs like to ox point and you're going to be going to a season opener every day (laughs) (laughs) but you know what's crazy is that you you know like again you can have a consortium whereas everybody keeps their own identity because their identities are unique and it's different and you know nuanced and that sort of thing or if clubs join together right right or a larger club works with a smaller club to absorb that club 
and make sure that that smaller club's culture isn't lost, right? Because now we're talking about the business. This isn't just the business of cycling. It's the business of mergers and acquisitions. It's a different story. Right? Yeah. You know, like, so it isn't as simple as, oh, you know, y'all are in West Orange and we're in all of the oranges. We're going to come and scoop you, your little five members, 20 members or whatever. Like, we're just going to take your members. It doesn't really work like that, you know? Right. Because those members got, like we said, right? Like, they started riding together for some, you know, like specific purpose or goal or whatever it is. And to the extent that the larger club or the other that want to be acquiring club finds like, some common ground with the acquiree, then it can make sense. Yeah. Do you think the, the egos are too large for someone to say, yes, I want to join cycling club A? Or is it like, hell no, I'm not joining cycling club A. Like, do you feel like there'd be some ego play? Hell yes. I think so. I think, to Chris's uh, NCAA example is, is really super valid. Like, that makes the most sense as far as what what we're talking about here. If, if that was done, so much more could be done to combine resources or, or, or if you have a goal in mind, you can get after it. But, I mean, if you started something, if it's your baby, like, this is, you know, Black Watch is our, is our baby. I'm not trying to, I don't, I wouldn't want to give that up. So I would understand if, if that's where people were at, so the whole consortium conference type of right. ideal that, that makes, to me, it makes more sense that way. But if there was another brand or club out there bigger than us, I know the answers to these questions, but I want to <laughs> ask it. Yeah, no, no, let's talk about that, right? Yeah. So there, there was a larger club that came to us about acquiring us, one of two ways, right? Because, again, I look at this like an M, like M&A, right? So they, they came to us with an offer, whatever that offer may be. That offer could be, you know, services, whatever that may be, right? Or they came and was like, you know, we're just going to take all your members, which is the equivalent of I'm just going to acquire all your stock, <laughs> right? I'm just going to buy all your stock and that's going to be it. Or I'm going to take all your, comp- your your customers. Right. One way or the other, we're going to acquire Black Watts, right? Like, so there are, you know, aggressive ways to go about it, right? Like, they, they, right. There are, you know, just like in business, right? There are aggressive ways of acquiring a company, um, and there are, you know, more collaborative ways. So to me, Black Watts, in order for it to be a, to 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 fit into another organization that wants to acquire us, let's say, they what they would have to bring has to be everything that we want today, everything that we've thought about ten years from now that where we want to be, right, and things that we never even imagined. Right, because our vision is so big. And value. You know, it's our value, yes. But I mean, but just if nothing else, right? Like <laughs> we're clear. small. Yeah, no, but we're small, right? But like the way we see the world, right? Like we're this massive oak tree, right? We don't want to be in a pot. Right. Right. Like we want to be out in the open land where our roots can spread and we can grow nice and tall and have a good, you know, base. So to me, it can, they can be, if they wanted to go aggressive, like, we're going to take all your members. You can be like, all right, cool. But it's still me, Chad, and the kill. So, it, you, know, that's, you know, it doesn't matter who else because what we want to do and how we want to reach the community and how we want to focus on education, how we focus on branding, how we focus on content, how we focus on design starts with this brain trust. Yeah. Right? And it's larger than any one member 
because what we do can expand beyond, can reach out to literally every writer globally. I can't see it. I mean, I mean I'm not, and, and there's no shade in that. I'm, you know, like I'm not saying that to say. Chris basically said we cannot be bought. Yeah, that's, we can't, no, that, I, I, we yeah, can't that's, be bought and we can't be taken. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's my funny. For, so like, for anyone that was curious, we can't be bought and we can't be taken. Sorry. Uh, that's pretty much it. Like, I, I mean, you you were very nice about it. Yeah, well, period, hey, you know, like, I'm trying. You know, we're we're, we're live on no air. Like yeah, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah, Chris it. is going back to like. You know, the people in your club who need to do certain things. Chris's are like, hey, we're going to give it to you the nice way. <laughs> <laughs> Speak about it. Hey, hey, listen, listen. I just want to lay it out. Chris, you're going to get it the nice way. <laughs> but definitively, the answer is no. It's going to yeah. be no. It's going to be no. <laughs> and that's what I mean. I, I'm, I'm sure, like, Chad, you were asking if, if there's egos. But I don't think that's ego-driven. Like, not from this standpoint. So I don't, I don't believe it would be ego-driven from other people as well. Like, if somebody wanted to buy an, uh, somebody else's club. All those things would have to be laid out. Like, yeah, what's what's your goals? Can you exceed them? Can the resources that you bring to the table exceed what we have? Can you bring something we don't have to the table at all? Bet, but unless that's possible, I can't tell. Uh, I don't. I don't think anyone's. <laughs> if you want to call it that, if, I don't think anyone's ego would allow that to go down. Yo, do people really understand how much work is involved in like running a a, a brand? I'm even just. I'm not, not even yes. just like a cycling. I was going to say yes. Just, or, yes. Uh, just period. No, they a don't. Brand, a, a cycling club, like, there's a lot of work. It's another job. It is. <laughs> it is a full time job. job. Like, I mean, I would say that the three of us collectively easily put in over forty hours a week on Black Watts. Absolutely. Easily, just all of our our phone conversations, our text conversations, our emails, the meetings that we have. Yeah. Right. Like outside correspondence. Outside, co- yeah. like if you add everything up, it's a legitimate other job. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure it's the same for other people. That's what I mean. Like, I can't, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Don't ever, if you, we started this off, like, just, you know, letting people know, like, what it would take and what you would need to do and uh, some, like, low, low-level low advice. It, it It's not, it can't be. If it's just something to put together and it's just like, ah, it's just working now for you, no real work involved, and it's, I mean, I'm lucky you, but <laughs> for real, for real, it takes a lot to get yeah. this done, so... That's part of it. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And that's not, and that work can be as simple as just organizing a ride. I mean, think how hard, how much we think about structuring a ride and all the people that come on the rides. There's a whole conversation. <laughs> when y'all join one of our rides, it just, it just wasn't some shit we threw on Strava. Yes. <laughs> it, it was. A, We've talked about it for hours. <laughs> it's right? a whole what a, and, You know, we look at various scenarios. Right, like, all right, the ride is supposed to be this type, but what if this occurs? Right, what if that occurs for members or non-members? Right, yeah. we take all those things in cons- into consideration, and we go out with the best intention to make sure, like, all of our energy is put in to make sure that everyone on the ride enjoys themselves. Yeah, right. And there's definitely right. a plan in place. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We we've literally thought through everything. That's why some of our more faster rides are only club specific. Yes, you know because. We can't solve for the variable, right? Yeah. We can't solve for the unknown, the of unknown of someone who wants to join the ride because they've gone on another ride with us. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can do it, but this ride is harder. Right. right? Certain things a waiver ain't going to catch a case. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. The waiver's not going to catch that. But how we ride is we never drop anybody, right? So what ends up happening is the entire group would slow down yeah. for that 
rider or group of riders to oh, make sure that we at all a catch point we wait somewhere like yeah yeah, yeah. That's a fact. especially right now y'all know me in the cold yeah yes if we waiting too long and my body temp drop i'm you gotta gone. go you yeah, got I mean, but go. but that's just not for you though right like there are a lot of other cyclists that feel like i can ride in 40 degree weather but i can't stop though i can't stop right. for 20 minutes on this ride. like i have to continually move because once my core temp gets up and that sweat, that sweat under that, you got your little your base layer on, it gets sweaty. You stop and it's you like feel all that 50, sweat, right? it's, it's below 50 <laughs> degrees outside. Nah, you bro. feel all of that. You yeah. feel all of it. And even if you have the wind blocking all out and all that, but it's just the, the cold you yeah. start to feel. You start to feel the cold. Yeah. Those those rides being organized and having a plan behind, that's, that's super important. Yeah. So uh, it's a lot of work. Even, you know, like the, the, the design of flyers for events, making sure it's clear what the expectations of the ride are, you know, like social, like all these things, it's a business, you know, like if you're not really set up or have the resources to really run it, don't run it. Don't run it. Yeah. Cause we're, cause we're a brand. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a brand. And, and one of the industries that we're in is our primary industry is cycling. Right. But we have touch points across other industries, right. In terms of the nonprofit space to provide, um, supplies and things for children yeah right uh community in terms of doing things for senior citizens doing things for for people who don't have enough food or or that sort of thing right toys for kids like that sort of thing right and then then we also nobody would ever say this because they don't think about it in that way but we're also in education yeah right like all these things that we talk about about bike fit that's that's all under the educational space yeah you know and we're talking to you. We're, you know, like, <laughs> and we're talking to we're, you. We're, we're no shade, but we're not from somewhere else across the water. And you know, speaking in kilometers, we're talking miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not kilometers per hour. We're, we're in miles per hour. We yeah. keep. Yeah. We keep. No, I mean, we're we're at where you're at. We we. You know I mean, we're riding where you ride. We're. Going through the things that you're going through, yes, or will go through, so we we could put you on, like, yeah, show you exactly how that should work. That's the that's the barrier of entry is you know the the level of conversation that we see on certain YouTube videos. There's a huge disconnect, and it forces you to go somewhere else to understand what the hell they're talking about, and then you got to go back to the YouTube video. Yes, and that's yes. like a waste of time. It is. Yeah, speaking of that, like if you you know when you, you're seeing this. In the comments, like, let us know if there's things you want to talk about, if there's things that you are curious about. You could always look things up, but, you know, if you want to talk about them in this type of environment. If there are products, yeah. if there are, you know, fitness level questions, if there are bikes. Business questions. Business I mean, questions. I mean, heck, we even talk about the metaverse, right? Like, in our club, yeah. we have a whole, you know, avenue and lane so we can talk about investing. Yeah. You can talk about the metaverse as a topic, right? Like, what does that mean? And I like how that crypto. Come on, man, come holla at me. I like right, that. right. You know, <laughs> like so. So, there, so there's a lot that comes along with this, and I'll say, and we can probably close with this. But if we are thinking about expanding, please understand that there has been a tremendous amount of thought. Oh yeah, that has gone into it, right? It's if we ever approach any club with the desire to absorb them or anything like that, I'm using you know business terms that i know or to acquire them right it isn't because we just have egos and we just like want to just 
make the yeah. map black watts it's everywhere not a it is. death row conversation <laughs> right you know hey <laughs> where you look you drop a pin it's black watts like no like like yeah. that's not what it is but we feel like strategically this fits into what our core values are your our values match and we feel like what we can offer to your club members as well as the leadership of the club will be beneficial because it hits all of your goals and we feel like the resources that we bring both human and financial to the table will be beneficial to all involved what if someone goes well why don't y'all just join our club then i'll be like well shit then what, what y'all got going yeah, on yeah well, yeah, yeah. What, like like what you got going on but yeah. to, to, you know like what, what are your what are some of your short-term goals what are some of your long-term goals like talk to us about everything that you're doing and where you want to be talk to me about your brand what's your brand aesthetic like there's so many other things, yeah. right, that go into it. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. That consortium is needed. That, oh. that consortium is needed. Yeah, hey, y'all, come on now. We got to get to it. We, 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 we got to get this consortium. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's have a conversation. You got to have a conversation. Talk yeah. to us. Man, we, we ran a little bit long. We ran a little bit long today, but but this was a necessary topic. I thought topic. we was ending, then Chris wanted to jump back <laughs> yeah, on I want, train. I, you know, I, I wanted, I, I wanted, I wanted tell to tell us what's on your heart. Tell yeah, us what's on your I, heart. I wanted Chris. to talk about that because I mean, obviously, we talk about it a lot in terms of where we want to go and and that sort of thing. But I just think that now that COVID is becoming a part of our our everyday lives and we're learning to operate within it, more people are going to be outside, and those of us that started biking before during COVID are going to want to find spaces and places and people that to, to ride with. Mm -hmm. And people are probably going to start clubs. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and I think that it's important for folks to understand like how we view it. Yeah. Or yeah. they are part of a club and they're not happy with the goals of that club and they want to start their own. Come ride with us. Just period. come ride with us. They don't care. And cause by the way, we can incubate you. You come ride with us, you learn some stuff and then you go do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Come out. That's or it. you yeah. could be a part of more than one club. Yes. Say it again. You can be a part of more than one club. <laughs> this is not a sports it team. It is okay. It's not a right. sports team. You can be a part of more than one club. Yeah. It is okay. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So shout out to Trek Summit for having us come out again and supporting us and being here. To Teresa, Julian, Ian, you know, the whole crew <laughs> that is here for us today. Yeah, Brian, Dylan. Dylan Everybody, everybody. I know Yana. they're tired of me. They are so tired of me. Yo, I shout out um, Chris Bourne. Uh, son is racing. Uh, yes. Under that Black Watch banner. You know that I mean? Black Watch flag. And Jeff. And Jeff. Shout, shout out to Jeff. Really shout out to Jeff. Out here doing them 5.30 a.m., 6 a.m. races. Shout out to y'all. Shout Appreciate out to y'all. And if you guys want to race and you're in our local area or you're not, hit us up. Let us know. I mean, we're, we're looking to expand our racing. Like, we have so many goals and things that we're trying to do. So, yeah. hit us. Yeah. Yeah. Come holla at us. Peace, holla peace, at us. peace. See y'all. All right. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>